0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: This is Josh Allen, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com right now. Use promo code ROSTER to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. They're running a cool uh, Superflex uh, tournament right now that you can go check out over there. And we have some best ball stuff we want to talk about today, as well as some early redraft stuff and some dynasty stuff with one of our favorite guests, a repeat guest, one of the most popular guests that we've had here on the radio i guess the podcast performance his name is jason moore you know him very well from on twitter at jason ffl he's with the fantasy footballers jason great to see you brother what, what the hell's going on with you man
0: oh man so much so much as we're approaching draft season busy times are ramping back up the uh, the the early off season where we're you know we've got a little reprieve that's over we're in go mode.
1: <laughs> you start to see those podcast numbers ticking back up, man. <laughs> People are starting to get interested again, Jason, and, uh, and nobody better to have one than you here. I wanted to mention just right off the bat, you guys right now, it's not really um, – not really the the heart of business season or anything, but you guys do have the ultimate draft kit plus available right now at fantasy with the fantasy footballers that also has, well, you mentioned it has some dynasty stuff as, as, as well as just the, as well as the redraft.
0: Yeah. If you're, if you're playing dynasty, we've got our uh, dynasty pass available now where you can look at all of our Dynasty rankings, our prospect, you know, uh, grades and models and all, all of that type of stuff for uh, for us degenerate dynasty people. <laughs> and Lord knows that there are a bunch of them listening
1: here. So it's a, it's a fantasy podcast in the middle of April. So um, what? let me ask you this. Fe- speaking of of dynasty degenerates, D- D- I have J.K. Dobbins in a bunch of my dynasty leagues. Um, we're super interested in him as a prospect coming out. But clearly it's been a bit of a, I mean, you get year one out of him where it wasn't, it wasn't what anybody expected year two, of course, the injury. And now with the word that, you know, who, who, who knows if Melvin Gordon's going to go to the, the Ravens or not. But if just the fact that they were sniffing around him gave me the same sort of vibes that I got whenever Buffalo was sniffing around JD McKissick. Um, the, that I started thinking about Devin Singletary. I'm like, well, what does this mean about what they think about Singletary? Does this whole stuff about Baltimore sniffing around Melvin Gordon make you nervous about J.K.
0: Dobbins? And what was your outlook on him before any of this news? If if it didn't matter, it it it, it hasn't really changed my opinion much uh, because I knew I knew for sure that they were going to bring someone in. You just cannot, as an NFL team you've got a great duo here in JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards they're they're great but their timeline says they're not ready to go <laughs> you mm-hmm. you can't go into a like into a training camp without running backs available to to go so you have to bring other bodies in now if they signed Melvin Gordon that would be worse than you know if they bring in a Joe Schmo or get a a day three running back on the roster. I don't think they're going to bring in Melvin Gordon, which, of course, I'm sure the news will break immediately. Yeah, that, that, that's that what shining. I was worried. I, like, I haven't checked the news in the last hour, so I was worried you'd say, uh, Alex, they actually signed Melvin Gordon. Man. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's set to break any minute. This, to me, was like, you know, it was kind of like the Leonard Fournette at the Patriots thing where it's like, hey, other teams are showing interest. Denver, you want me back or not? I can go mm-hmm. elsewhere. So we'll, we'll see. But as far as J.K. Dobbins' value, I thought he had a great rookie year. I know it wasn't the breakout, you know, home run from the get go. But once he had the opportunity, he showed he's got the stuff. The unfortunate injury, but Dalvin Cook, you know, had the ACL injury at the same age. Uh Todd Gurley had one at that age or younger. Uh Willis McGahey, Jamal Lewis. When you're when you're that young and you have these ACL tears, I think he's got a bright future ahead. Um, just gotta keep pretty much only melvin gordon away because i don't think there's anyone else i don't think they're going to spend the draft capital on a Brees hall mm-hmm. so they'll they'll bring in you know a mediocre running back to mix in or a or a draft pick that won't matter and that's my expectation still
1: so all right so with jk dobbins that you do have the worries about the about returning from the injury even though i mean it will be basically a year by then right but i mean i guess if you i, I guess if you wanted to come in in july that'll be more like 11 10 10 and a half 11 months so yeah you're on the wrong side of that timeline so you, you if you take all that into consideration let me ask if you would consider these guys who are going on underdog fantasy later than jk dobbins at least based on all the all of the trailing adp data what about james connor do you like james connor more than jk dobbins far
0: more than if there, if we're not talking dynasty if we're talking yes we're just talking yeah. redraft, redraft. if we're talking redraft james connor has the ability i mean he was the running back five last year he scored seven fantasy points more per game in the five games when Chase Edmonds was not in the lineup. So he dominated, and now Chase Edmonds is gone. I'm sure they'll bring in another back, but uh, James Conner looks really hot with this Arizona offense.
1: How about Josh Jacobs?
0: Uh, Josh Jacobs is is a great name. I think him and J.K. Dobbins, that's an argument to be had. It's a matter of which offense do you believe in more, and I I think I lean towards the – the raiders that might surprise you that mm-hmm. i like you know with with devonte adams and that division having to keep up with those quarterbacks uh, i i will take a slight edge to josh jacobs
1: and then just one more this is a group a grouping that i've had that i've had trouble parsing through myself what about elijah mitchell Oh, um, man. Where 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 would you have him in that sort of totem pole
0: of, of I uh, hate ranking Elijah Mitchell. I have him <laughs> it's, it's the worst because here's the deal. He's awesome. He's going to be the guy. He's going to be like a top 10 running back, but then somehow by the end of the year, someone who has never been a name you know will be the running back one for the San Francisco 49ers. So hard to trust uh Kyle Shanahanigans. I Oh man, I would still have to take Elijah Mitchell as the roster stand now, but I guess I guess the reality, if, if this is underdog, if I'm doing an underdog draft, mm-hmm. I do think at the end of the year with moves and transactions yet to be made, I, I think J.K. Dobbins finishes higher. So I'll take J.K. Dobbins in that format. Now, come draft season, if the rosters are still how it is now, I would switch.
1: Fair enough. What about, uh, so you're, you're not out on JK Dobbins. Are you finally out on miles Sanders? Like I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out whether I'm just out on miles Sanders. Uh, What is your book on him? You know, as far as another young running back that came in, had some juice to end his rookie year, but since it's just been, it's been a, it's been pretty disastrous.
0: Yeah. I mean the rushing touchdowns for the team was fantastic. And for their best running back was horrific. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not out on Miles Sanders. I still think he's got talent. He's looked good. They towards the second half of the year, the Eagles really started running the ball. Now I wouldn't be surprised. They are a team that could go out there and draft a Brees Hall, uh Kenneth Walker, and really say, we're planning for after you. Uh, because he's been a bust so far for sure. But I I do think that if uh, you know, if if things stay status quo there, I'm not gonna be out on miles sanders he he should have good fantasy production um, and I haven't seen anything on film to say he can't
1: yeah i I guess I mean on film, I guess I haven't either. it's just it feels like he's always a victim of circumstance. It feels like yeah. it's always always something always and eventually something with you that blame guy. yourself for like not learning your <laughs> lesson. I totally
0: get that he is one of those yeah. players where it's like, look, I know you should be good, but I gotta stop falling for that trap, and mm-hmm. if you fall for the trap again. Uh, it's like, shame on me, but I, I'm i going to fall. I'm going to fall for the trap.
1: Is, is, is Alvin Kamara a trap in 2022? Uh, and, and, and here was my specific question for you, because I've wondered this. What worries me more about Kamara? Because I have two significant worries. One is the fact that people don't seem to be talking about the fact that You know, at the Pro Bowl, he had that deal in Las Vegas where he punched some dude out. And I mean, I don't know what the NFL is—how hard the NFL is going to come down on him for that, or make an example of him for that. And there's also the stuff about you know, no more Sean Payton. It's a you know, it's a new offense and everything. Uh, is there one of those things that worries you more, and then kind of where are you on Camaro? Because it does—it uh, just doesn't feel like to me in these early redraft leagues and these early best ball stuff that people are really pricing in the fact that he could miss between two and six football games.
0: Yeah, I, I think the expectation here with the type of assault he had, I have been having an expectation of one missed game. Um, so oh, that's, one missed game—that's okay. how I think it will uh, come down. He'll—he'll he'll miss a game and play the majority of the season I'm not so much worried about the Sean Payton factor Drew Brees having left last year and the tumult at quarterback really showed how crappy the Saints offense can be and during that time while they had no Michael Thomas had no other weapons on a per game basis Alvin Kamara was still the running back five who's averaging over five targets a game with Winston who now projects to be the quarterback and the trade they just made um, we're gonna find out here in a couple of weeks what it really means. There's kind of two branches of thought. One branch is that they're adding capital so that they can go after their quarterback because they need to replace. And this is maybe one of those pre-draft maneuvers to get mm-hmm. more capital to make a big trade up and get your quarterback. I don't think this is the class for it. They also signed Andy Dalton, so I, you know, as a as a backup to signing Jameis Winston, I think they're in it to win it now. I think they want another draft pick because they're like, our defense is good and we need offensive weapons. If they get Michael Thomas back and they use a first round pick on some good wide receiver, you know, uh, that wide receivers that are in this class, I think their offense could take a step forward from the albatross it was last year, in which case more scoring opportunity for Kamara. Um, so I am not, uh, I I'm not down on Kamara either. I I think he should have a, a good year, but they are a team to watch for, one of the more surprising like spend up on a running back picks um you don't consider them because they've got Kamara but with Ingram behind them and Tony Jones they they really mm-hmm. did not want to give Ingram the wor- or uh, Kamara the work he got last year i, I don't right. think his body's going to hold up
1: right and, and 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 Ingram Ingram is on is on contract for another year i think I, I you know i think that they can get out of that thing and i'm not sure and you've heard you know you've seen some of these mock drafts in like the second and third round with uh, the Saints taking a guy like Brian Robinson and stuff like that, so, mm-hmm. I mean,
0: you could definitely see that happening. Uh, yeah, that it, makes sense. I think they just restructured Ingram's deal to save some cap space for the Winston thing, so I think he's pretty much in under contract. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's a good call. And the only other thing that I would
1: mention about Kamara that worries me is, you know, of course, no more Teron Armstead. I mean, that's yeah. a whole different deal having James Hurst over there at the at the left tackle.
0: That so. is that is actually a legitimate one. It's funny today we were talking about. It's funny how, like, we'll talk about oh Miami's offensive line—they got better. This is such a good, you know. But it's like we don't talk about the loss as much as we (laughs) did last year. It was like the Chargers' offensive line got so much better, Mm -hmm. but those pieces came from other locations. And I don't think we, as a community, and and me as an analyst, I don't do a good enough job factoring in the losses. I only look at like the the additions to the offensive line.
1: Right. Well, and and uh, certainly there were some there there's a big addition for the for the um Tampa Bay Bucs you know with them getting back uh Tom Brady they also got back Leonard Fournette i just wanted to ask you just your intuition having done this for a really long time uh just kind of rounding out my talk about running backs before i wanted to ask you about some receivers and, and get you out of here what about Leonard Fournette um he he to me was uh, you know I see him going all over the place in, in best ball leagues. And his ADP, if you look at the ADPs, like uh, it, it, it's not going to be indicative of where he's really going right now because there's so much trailing data from before we had any definitive news that um, he was going to be coming back to Tampa Bay. And we didn't know that Ronald Jones wouldn't be there and stuff like that. There's, there's like two months of people drafting without th- those data points, right? I see him go somewhere. I see him going now in the third round, some, you know, in these best ball drafts. I, I, I just wonder if I put the over under pick 2.09 in a 12-team half-point PPR league, whether you think by the time we get to the heart of redraft season, when all of the you, – and you know the time of year, our busiest time of year, all our friends are calling us, our moms and our dads and our uncles are calling us. Everybody's asking, what do I do in my draft? Do you think that, uh, that Leonard Fournette at 2.09 in a 12-team league, over or under?
0: Uh, I think he 'll be drafted higher than that, and I think he should be drafted higher than that first three weeks of last year he wasn 't the guy um, you know week three I think he was like thirty percent uh, snap that 's probably low no he was uh, yeah thirty six percent snap um, you know in in that week, and then starting week four, it kind of made that shift uh, where Ronald Jones was dead to them, and he went to eighty two percent snap share and the rest of the way was. 80s, 60s, you know, high usage for Leonard Fournette. During that stretch, which was the majority of the season, weeks four through 15, the vast majority of the season, he was the running back three. Uh, He's catching the ball. He's on a great offense. Now Ronald Jones isn't there. Um, I wouldn't draft him as the running back three, but he is certainly, I think he'll be under-drafted in drafts this year because of fatigue on the name. Uh, You know, Leonard Fournette's someone we're pretty much always just waiting to just die off. I was so unhappy when he re-signed with Tampa because I wanted Brees Hall to go there and oh god uh but uh, you know it's another year of and also because I traded Leonard Fournette away when I thought he was nothing and whoops <laughs> there you go hey just go going going back a little one one more thing on the running backs those those
1: running backs that we were talking about earlier that cluster I was asking you about that James Conner J.K. Dobbins kind of Uh, Josh Jacobs Elijah Mitchell area like Bryce Hall side I'm sorry Brees Hall side unseen do you do you put him in above those guys
0: I I would put him above those guys yeah I I am a a big believer obviously we don't know the landing spot you know TBD on changing but if I'm drafting right now on an underdog uh platform I am taking the chance at a great season you know there's I think we are now at a decade, 10 years in a row, where there have been at least two rookie running backs to finish in the top 24. Two years ago, we had five. Um, rookie running backs scored a lot of fancy points, and Brees Hall is the best rookie running back this year.
1: Uh, and of course, of course, Jason uh, at Jason FFL, Jason from the fantasy footballers. He mentioned underdog. And just let me tell you really quick about underdog fantasy the, because the NFL draft season is underway and you can already draft in 2022 fantasy leagues on underdog fantasy to win cash prizes through their slick mobile app and user friendly site. You can join a league and a draft a team in minutes. Plus, the folks at underdog are going to help you get started with a deposit match of up to one hundred dollars in bonus cash when you sign up and make your first deposit with promo code roster. So just visit underdogfantasy.com, take Brees Hall, boy, what, in the, in the fifth round is where you can get him right now? Uh, so you can download it uh, in the App Store, Google Play, et cetera. Sign up with ro- promo code Roster, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Roster. All right, Jason, I got to ask you about some of these wide receivers. First of all, I want – I just – do. You, are you – everybody laughs at me whenever I say is I mean is Matt Ryan really that big of a of a of an improvement for for Michael Pittman whenever Carson Wentz we just look at him all the time and just not seemingly have eyes for anybody else I know Carson Wentz sucks and we like everybody loves to hate him but god man he sure he sure did look for Pittman a ton I mean do is it is there any sense in me thinking that
0: Maybe his target volume comes down just because his new quarterback that doesn't love the guy so much. I I don't think there's a lot of sense in that just because of the <laughs> depth chart. I mean, you know, you can blame Carson Wentz. Maybe it was Carson Wentz that only had eyes for Pittman, or maybe it was Carson Wentz was good and he could see the other wide receivers out there. And right. while Pascal was okay, he's not even on the roster now. So um Pittman just you just do the the roster construction thing and you start putting target market shares together and you're like I just don't see how he doesn't get a great market share from whoever the quarterback is. So now it's a matter of, well, who's a better quarterback? And that can be a debate at this point in their careers between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. Um, But I would lean towards Matt Ryan. I know he had a bad year last year, but he didn't have Calvin Ridley or Julio or any of those, and, and he didn't have an offensive line. Now Matt Ryan behind a good offensive line. I think Michael Pittman should go... Up from last year, especially as he goes into year three and just continues progressing as a, uh, you know, as an NFL player. Uh,
1: You you mentioned Calvin Ridley, and this this isn't a question I told you I was going to ask, but would you take it? Would you trade? Would you take Calvin Ridley for a for a for a 2022
0: second round dynasty rookie pick right now? Oh, that's really hard if it was a late a late end second that's where usually you see the the hit rates dropping mm-hmm. well below like 30 percent. especially sure. this year especially yeah, this year things, not, it, things drop really drop off around pick 17 yeah exactly so this is where like you have to be specific about what second rounder it is a, a top end second i still think there's guys okay. that I'm want to like there more mm-hmm. um towards the back of the second sure i, I would take the chance because i do think You know, he comes back and plays next year. You saw uh, some indications through the whole suspension that his plan was to come back, play football for another team, which takes a little bit of that worry out. Like, it used to be, will he ever even play again? So you're taking on a massive risk. Now it's like, well, he probably will play again. It's just going to have to wait a year. But he's going to be out of football a year, I think, 29 at that point and on a new team. So... He's not going to be the same Calvin Ridley he was, but whatever you're getting at the back of the second is probably nothing.
1: Uh, hard to really hard to trust. Right. But like you said, it's, it's at that point, the opportunity cost just really isn't really isn't too much. What, what about your trust in Kadarius Tony? We saw last year, man, that guy, the Kadarius Tony roller coaster, man, that sure was an experience having that guy. <laughs> what, what do you think about Tony this year? Do, do you even think about Kadarius Tony and uh, what is your level of trust in, in, in him?
0: I do not trust that word is great. I have no trust for Kadarius Tony. I have no trust for the Giants offense. I think that there's a chance they are among the worst in the league this year. Um, I'm not believing that Saquon is back. Um, The offensive line doesn't look impressive. You know, they haven't done anything to make me a believer and the quarterback is still Daniel Jones. So while Kadarius Tony, man, he showed flashes of brilliance, just electric you know, it's really like the only time I can remember on an NFL field being like, Oh, he looks kind of Tyreek esque on an NFL field. Yeah. That was great, but it's really, really hard to put your trust in the Giants. So I I find that I will probably be looking elsewhere from Kadarius Tony, but the ceiling is very, very high if if it hits. It, because Kadarius, I just
1: i i sometimes see Kadarius Tony just really really falling. Are you Somebody, in? Are you in on him? No, I mean I don't think I don't think I'm in on him. But uh, but uh, you just see him going in the same time as guys like you know Brandon Ayuk or I mean, do you like him more than Ayuk? I mean, do you yeah. like him more than more than Ayuk or like Robert Woods in Tennessee? I'm, it's like. Some of those guys start to think with IU, it's like the target, the target volume for him. It feels like there's no, there's no way it can't kind of go down a little bit, you know, next year. And it was hard, hard last year with Debo hogging everything. I just when I get to that sort of range of these
0: Chase Claypool when who, you know, who knows who's going to be his quarterback and stuff. I just, sometimes when you're in that like, range, you yeah. really sh- and, and you're, you know, obviously in these leagues, you only win by having the highest uh, results. I'm going to swing for the fences there. I would probably pull the trigger on Kadarius Toney over having, uh, you know, the sloppy seconds from A.J. Brown. Or <laughs> right. I, I, lo- yeah. I love Robert Woods. I've always been a big believer. But, you know, he's a guy that's probably going to crack your lineup a couple of times through the year. And when he mm-hmm. does, it's not going to um, really change the outcome over who he's getting in over whereas kadarius tony maybe he has far fewer games but in a best ball format Mm -hmm. when he hits you know he's he's far more likely to have some crazy 25 point game or like a 12 target outburst robert woods is not going to have
1: that on the tennessee titans absolutely not um that's a that's that's a good call for sure um what about uh i wanted to also just ask you about um, the, just the, the Tyree kill stuff and the, you know, the sort of the fallout from that. D- how far did you move Tyree Hill Or did you move Tyree Hill down your rankings whenever he moved? And then also just correspondingly, um, what about like Juju? What about Juju Smith, I'm seeing that I wrote it out here, J, JJSS and MV. They, they, all these guys have two last names, Marquez uh,
0: Valdez, Scandling, oh, Juju don't Smith. Don't forget Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, you got, Edwards-Alaire. this is hyphenation station. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, yeah. that's how they're drafting and acquiring players is how many names you got.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, what do you think about <laughs> – what, what did you do with Tyreek? And then uh, also correspondingly, what did you do with uh, Juju and MVS or those guys that you got more bullish on?
0: Yeah, this is uh you know with with Tyreek specifically, I moved him down to wide receiver 10. So, which was pretty drastic. Um, you know, he was definitely in the consideration for the number 1 spot. He was my number 2 beforehand. Mm-hmm. I can see a world where he falls out of the top 15. Now, I don't obviously I don't have him projected that way. I think he's going to finish around Uh, wide receiver 10 because they don't pay that much money and acquire and spend that much draft capital, unless they're going to try to turn you into the Debo Samuel. They're going to give you the ball every which way handoffs galore. They're going to get you in on screens. They're going to target you downfield. He'll have his way with targets, but they're all coming from Tua, not Mahomes And that will make a huge difference in touchdowns at the very least, uh, let alone, you know, everything else, the yardage and the, and the receptions. So, I'm, I'm significantly down on Tyree kill as far as the other guys, MVS, Juju Smith, Schuster, I've really been taking a hold my breath approach. Like what are they going to do in the draft? What first rounder are they going to draft? Who's going to fall to them because who it is changes. I think how they scheme the team up. The one thing I will say is I believe in Andy Reid, and he's not going to throw out the same offense that he has with Tyree kill without Tyree kill. He's not going to just go and try to find his Tyree kill replacement and say, this is my offense. He's adapted his offense for his personnel for 20 years. And he's always a step above. And I think Juju Smith Schuster has shown like one of our things to remember leaving this last year is that players that have shown flashes of brilliance on the NFL field in the past, Cooper cup, Debo Samuel, like, these guys didn't come out of nowhere. We saw them before, and they had some down period in their in in their career. I, I'm higher on Juju Smith Schuster. I think that um, I. If one player is going to emerge as a star there, I think it will be him because we've seen him do it before. You don't get what do you have like sixteen hundred yards? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah. You just don't. I mean, he was the, the number
1: th- one overall pick in Dynasty like two or three years ago. Was,
0: yeah, and and while I'm not, I'm certainly not you know banging the drum for that. I don't think he's going to be this top five wide receiver with the Chiefs just because he's got Mahomes. He would be the guy I would bet on over MVS, even though they paid MVS more money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they needed that archetype to have the speed to kind of stretch the field but i think they're going to find ways to work juju smith schuster out he got back uh, at the end of last year and you know kind of like uh derrick henry so i think he's over the injury um he would be the one i would believe in the most just based on having done it on the nfl field before having mahomes and having andy reid all right, one more wide receiver
1: question, and then two, and then two big, big brain busters for you, Jason. Before I get you out of here, um, the the finally, just is there? So you guys have the rookie stuff out in the ultimate draft kit and stuff. I I I'd, I'd imagine you've watched at least a few of these top rookies. I'm sure. Yep. Uh, is there is there one is there one rookie wide receiver that you
0: would most like to see with Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay? With Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it would be Drake London. I think that I I think he's good. He's my he's my number one wide receiver for fantasy because I like the bigger bodied guys. You look at the top twenty wide receivers in fantasy football, the guys that you know have done it. They've already accomplished their goals for fantasy. They're almost all. There's Tyree Kill and Stefan Diggs, a little smaller, and then it's like everyone else is two hundred plus pounds, two hundred and ten, two hundred and twenty pounds. So I like the bigger guys, and I think that his you know, perceived lack of perception, which I take a little bit of umbrage with. Um, Aaron Rodgers will rifle the ball in and he'll catch it and he'll score a lot of touchdowns. Um, He's not my, I think my favorite wide receiver in this class is Jamison Williams. If he goes to Kansas City, I will be hot and I will be bothered. Um, (laughs) And then Juju Smith-Schuster can go away. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I would say Drake London, specifically for the Packers, He, he lines up really good in the way that I see it playing out. I hadn't even thought about that, but you can absolutely see him.
1: You can see him get down to the one yard line and him through and Aaron Rodgers just throwing that little, that little one yard out to the front pylon to Drake London. And then all the worries that you have about him separating and stuff like that, they'll go out the window. It's like, it doesn't matter. He separates with his size and, you yeah, know, just rifle yeah. it into where only he can catch it. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, all right. Again, we're talking with uh, Jason Moore at Jason FFL, on Twitter, and of course, the fantasy footballers, the website, the podcast—you, you guys have all heard about it. But if not, go give them a listen. Um, all right, who's the player who's going to benefit most in fantasy if their team doesn't draft like a good like who like who has to be Neo in the Matrix, as I always say The the, the uh, <laughs> who, who who has to dodge the bullets of the draft the most? Who 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 is it? Who? they really, really will benefit most if their team does not draft a good young player at their position.
0: I, I see kind of two different ways to answer that. Dr- dodging the most bullets to me is Michael Carter. Um, people still love Michael Carter, and they think he's a thing. Um, I I see so many people on, on this year's rookie running backs when they're describing people, there's a lot of undersized running backs, and they're like, well, he could be Michael Carter. And I'm sitting here thinking like, Michael Carter hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> he's, this isn't a cop. That, I mean, if they go out and they draft a good running back, which I think is highly likely, um, Michael Carter becomes a backup um, and, and isn't anything. So he's got a lot, of, a lot of bullets to dodge, and they've got more draft capital to be scary. But the guy who comes out of the matrix flying like Neo would be Javante Williams. I mean, if, if he comes out of the draft, and they have not spent, you know, it's it's Boone and Javante and maybe a day three guy, whole brother. I mean, that's, that's a top five running back. Javante is going to be what Jonathan Taylor was this past year, the guy who's so talented, so young, so great on a per-touch basis. Just give him the rock. Just let him go. And I think Nathaniel Hackett, even though he's got the history of you know, the last few years with Aaron Jones having more of a timeshare, and you're like, give give him all the work. Aaron Jones is a small guy. You know, he's not small, 205. Yeah. But Javante's made for a three-down work. He's 220 pounds, and if he, he's the one that's most exciting. Like, the most to gain is you're talking about a guy who, man, is he the running back 15? Is he the running back 20 if Melvin Gordon comes back? where Or is he, you know... Are you taking him with the 4th pick in your draft because he's the dude uh, you know with the Russell Wilson led Broncos. I'm I'm keeping my both eyes on that probably more than anything.